Hello and welcome to the Communication Station, a podcast where we learn how and why people communicate. In today's episode, we'll be focusing on communication and romantic relationships. In this first segment, Shelby will be talking to us about the why of events occurring in a relationship. Before we begin, we're going to be discussing the cognitive aspects of relationships, which is the thinking, interpreting, intellectual, and reasoning part of relationships. Hello, as Anila already mentioned, I am Shelby. I will be talking about the why in a relationship. First off, a relationship usually has a background of attribution and accounts. Attribution refers to the interpretation of an event by inferring what caused the event to occur. This interpretation may also extend to inference of responsibility for an event and judgment about the trait qualities of another person or of oneself. The attributions are reasons that people provide for other behaviors, and the accounts or stories that people give about agents on their relationship are important to romantic relationships. This is because the romantic relationships we often seek have many reasons for negative behaviors or things that we disagree with and try to understand these behaviors. Some examples of this are when you're yelled at because your spouse is angry and was having a bad day, or when you didn't get a call because he was busy. Relationships often work better when we choose to focus on the positive attributes to explain our partner's behaviors rather than the negative ones. So Shelby, what are some examples of this? Some examples of this is when you're yelled at because your spouse is angry and was having a bad day, or you didn't get a call because he was busy. Relationships often work better when we choose to focus on the positive attributes to explain other partners' behaviors. Interesting. Yeah, it is, right? The willingness to forgive when our partner cheats on you is often related on the levels of the blame and forgiveness to the reasons why they might have cheated. Today we'll be looking at a fake relationship between Regina and Bob. So Regina left the room with a sudden burst of tears in the middle of what he perceived to be an inconvenient conversation about their respective days at the office. Then, when looking back on the conversation, Bob may see how his behavior and conclude that he might have been insensitive. At the end of the conversation, he says, I was being insensitive in those remarks I made about our friends. No wonder she was upset. For our next segment, our friend Whitney will be teaching us about how our beliefs and standards are used to evaluate our relationship with others. So Whitney, before you start, what are some basic standards or beliefs that people tend to talk about in a relationship? Some topics that they might discuss could be um, about finance or religion or just like their lifestyle. Beliefs and standards are another cognitive aspect of relationships that are used to evaluate our relationships with others. Everyone has their own opinions on what they want and don't want in a relationship, and they greatly affect how we assess our own close connections. For example, when our own standards or beliefs in a relationship are not met, we become less interested and unsatisfied with our partners. But when our beliefs are met, we are more likely to be happy and interested in our relationships. Many people expect too much out of their partners and have unrealistic regulations about relationships. This is mostly caused by the media, which portrays images of what an ideal relationship should be like. So the idea of a good relationship is ingrained in our heads and it affects our own personal connections. 
The media has led people to have heightened perceptions of what one's own relationship should look like, and it can be very damaging. <clears throat> Sometimes the beliefs we hold can distort attention and interpretation so that we see and believe what we want to be true to create satisfaction. And in the same way, we can also warp our perceptions of our partners and experience decreased relationship satisfaction. To summarize, here's a made-up scenario to apply to this cognitive aspect to a romantic relationship. Here, today we have Bob and Regina. Bob is bored, so he shows up to Regina, his girlfriend's house, uninvited. Regina has already planned a day to herself, as they have already hung out every day that week. Regina believes that independence is an important standard to have in a relationship, and Bob should give her some space sometimes. Bob thinks that she's being unrealistic and selfish. Regina's beliefs and standards she holds are different from Bob's, which has caused both of them to be unsatisfied and unhappy. In romantic relationships, it is important to know your partner's standards and to not expect so much from them, unless you want to be like Regina and Bob. Thank you guys so much for listening, but we are not done yet. For the final section, we will be going to Anila, who will be talking about how we think about ourselves can affect the relationship. So I'm going to be focusing on relational schemes. What are relational schemes? They're defined as coherent frameworks of relational knowledge that are used to derive relational implications of messages and are modified in accord with ongoing experience with relationships. That is a really long definition. Is there any way to simplify that? Yeah, it's basically defining how we are in a relationship. For example, she is a nice person or he is a good listener. How we think about ourselves and others really affects our relationships. If you doubt yourself, you might underestimate how much your significant other likes you. We're looking at Re Regina and Bob today. So Regina tells Bob that he looks nice today. But Bob never feels like he looks good and often doubts himself because of it. He doesn't believe Regina and believes that she's just trying to be nice to him. This causes issues in the relationship because Bob never accepts that Regina loves him. When a person has a low self-esteem, they typically have a higher view of their partner. Vice versa, a higher self-esteem equals a lower view of the partner. How we are as individuals highly affects how we are as partners. For example, if you're a dismissing person, you'll probably be dismissing in a relationship, same with being fearful or secure, etc. Secure tends to be the most long-lasting. Let's say Bob was more secure in himself as an individual and Regina was as well. Well then, they will most likely be in a secure relationship with each other since they both are secure as individuals. Before you go, we will be looking at a movie that people probably love and hate at the same time. Into all the boys we loved before, we will be looking at Peter and Laura Jean and how they fit into this mold of communication. Why didn't you tell McLaren that you and I are together? Well, I wanted to. I tried to. There just never was a good time. Yeah, there's usually not when you're flirting. Well, we weren't flirting, so... Well, next time you need pizza, just... Ask me, I'll get it for you. What is it with you and pizza? It's not about pizza. If he brings the pizza, then it looks like you two threw the party. Sort of was. You can't do that, Lauren Jean. Not when you have a boyfriend. Doesn't look right. Oh, right. So, like, inviting your ex-girlfriend to your current girlfriend's party. I did not invite her. Like, officially. I might have mentioned it. Oh, yeah? When? I don't know. Why does it matter? You're the one who arranged the pizza. 
So we're going around in circles. Yeah, well, it's not supposed to be like this. What you just listened to was a misunderstanding between Laura Jean and Peter. Peter was upset that his girlfriend made plans with another guy known as John to bring pizza. And Laura Jean was upset that Peter invited his ex to the party. They both didn't understand why the other was so upset, which resulted in them fighting. This is a clear picture of attributions and account because it shows the aftermath of two people who miscommunicated with each other. What the other person did affect what happens later. Yes, my boyfriend, he's coming. Okay, I am so sorry, Cody. Coach made us run the bleachers until everyone practically puked. Well, you could have let me know. texting during practice or else you don't start. I need to play every single game, so it, it's kind of... I'm really sorry. I should have came up with a better plan that didn't leave you hanging. In this scene, Laura Jean is waiting at a cafe that Peter said he would be at after practice. Laura Jean waits for Peter to show up for a really long time, and she starts to get impatient. He shows up about an hour later, and Laura Jean is pretty pissed off. Peter explains that the team had to run the bleachers until everyone was done, but Laura Jean says that he could have at least let her know that he was going to be running late. Laura Jean has her own standards about communication and time management in a relationship, and when they were not met, she became very unsatisfied. What Laura Jean saw was a picture of Jen and Peter hugging. When Laura Jean talked to Peter, he told her it was just because her parents were getting a divorce and she needed someone to talk to, but in her own insecurity, Laura Jean did not accept Peter's reasoning, and she broke up with him because of that. Just like I mentioned in the relational scheme segment, people who are not secure in themselves are often not secure in relationships. This is why so often relationships fail. Thank you for listening to the Communication Station. Tune in next week to learn more about health communication with a surprise guest. See you next week.